It's 3 p.m. on a Thursday, and I'm savoring this short three-hour break in between clients to share my thoughts on what could have been some pretty intense burnout by the end of last week. So after mulling over this topic all week and how to share it, the right way to share it, how do I share it so that it makes the most sense to anybody listening, I've landed on deciding to discuss the signs of an impending burnout that I experienced last week. Um, that let me know and let those around me know that it was time to make some non-negotiable changes starting this week. <laughs> let's let's dive on in because I know I'm not the only one experiencing this or about to experience this during this 2020 craziness. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. My name is Danny. I am your host and I am here to share my experiences in the fitness, health and lifestyle categories to help you take the right action steps to live a life that you love. Our topic today is burnout and specifically the signs of burnout that you should be aware of so that you can make changes ideally before you hit that burnout. But if you do hit burnout, then at least you'll know what signs that you need to look for next time. And trust me, I've been through it. So thankfully, I didn't quite hit burnout, but I was very, very close. So I'm glad that I was able to notice the signs and take some time off this weekend or this past weekend to take some action. Now, this is going to be a two part series, because, of course, if we're going over the signs of burnout, um, right now, then part two needs to be all right. So if you notice these things now, what do you do? So if you're not subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button in whatever podcast app you are listening to this episode on. And with that being said, let's kind of go over a definition of burnout. I think we probably have a lot of different definitions here, but without Googling somebody else's definition on the internet, I wanted to describe some of the feelings that I get and I associated with being burnt out. So being burnt out or on your way, I feel like it's more than tired. It's the tired that you feel behind your eyes, right? In your forehead. It's that tired that you feel when you've had the caffeine and it just doesn't help. It's the tired that leaves you just feeling like you're going through the motions but you're not quite with the program, right? You're functioning, but with a little bit of a glazed over look on your face. The tasks at work or in your everyday life start to take twice as long to complete, or you just simply don't have the brain power to complete them. You're burning the midnight oil. You're trying to get up early. You're trying to stay up late. You're burning the candle at both ends. You're trying to optimize every second of your day so well that in fact, your energy is off-putting to those around you. And y'all, that's that's where I felt like I was. And I hate saying this, but I, like, I'm pretty good at faking energy in front of clients. But it's definitely not a place I like to be in. And honestly, I say that, but I'll bet they could all tell you. Like, if I tell them this week, I was pretty tired last week. I don't know if you could tell. They're like, yeah, we noticed you weren't your usual pep in your step. Um, maybe I'm a little bit more giggly or I don't know. There's definitely a difference, but I like to think that, you know, when I'm with a client and I'm focused on their nutrition or their workout program, I'm really spot on. I'm really with it. Like, I want to be there. I want to show up for them. Um, and that's a little, you know, why, like, feeling burnt out is so irritating because it inhibits me from showing up in my best way to help the client be their best. So 
that's about where I was. And I just feel like that's not fair to anyone around me. And it's a good sign now and then that I have to be a little selfish and take care of me by saying no to others so that I can then better take care of the people that I already said yes to. Does that make sense? Saying no to saying yes to say no to say yes. Yeah, I think we get it. Maybe, maybe not. Hopefully. <laughs> it's that whole put on your own oxygen mask on the airplane first. That one, that one should make sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I haven't been burnt out in a while. And the funny thing is, I feel like I only have myself to blame for getting really close. In the past, I've definitely hit that burnout point and literally made myself sick, like out with a cold, out with an achy body, like simply could not function. So I'm really happy to say that like this compared to what I've had in the past was very, very minor um, and thus fixed very quickly. But your body can absolutely put you out of business and make you totally shut down for as long as it deems necessary before you can actually go back to your regular status. So I'm incredibly grateful that over the years, I've read a lot of self-development books. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. Um, I've invested in some great coaches and I've been able to recognize and become more aware of the signs before they hit. So I want to list off a few of those signs that I notice in hindsight that maybe you can start to recognize more quickly in your day-to-day -day or for those that you love in order to make faster changes and take that time that you need to prevent a burnout episode. So here we go. Number one, I was not defining well enough what my limits were of the amount of client sessions or simply appointments or meetings I could handle per day were. And then when someone was telling me that they couldn't meet at any other day or time or they needed to reschedule um, and that would fit only in a place where I had kind of sort of set a limit, um, I would cave because I didn't want to tell that person no. And this is definitely something I noticed on my calendar last week on the daily. I just put too much pressure on myself to figure out an immediate solution instead of taking a step back and saying, how can I more reasonably approach this next week or the week after? If they have to reschedule this week or if they can't make their designated day and time that they paid for, can we push to next week? Is it really going to change that much? And if I just took a step back and maybe a deep breath and instead of responding immediately via email or text message, I probably could have recognized that some of those changes did not have to be made in last week. And I probably could have saved an extra 30 minutes in my evening or an extra 30 minutes in my morning um, or even throughout the day where I had planned in some downtime. I don't have to spend every single second doing something, but I, I, I get caught up in that every now and then. Okay, moving on. Number two, I started to feel anxious looking at my calendar and instead of putting a stop to adding appointments onto it, I told myself, it's just this week or this one time um, I'll, I'll be able to add some additional caffeine into my day, um, instead of just not adding on that extra appointment. So it's kind of that feeling of looking at the calendar going, oh my gosh, there's a lot on there. How do I handle this? Oh, let me just add some caffeine. Let me just figure out a way to give myself some more energy to get through all these extra tasks that I shouldn't have put on there in the first place. And, um, that's not good because that starts another downward cycle. <laughs> so I, I definitely started to notice a lot of changes. And honestly, it's, I don't drink a lot of bang energy drinks. That's usually something I can pretty easily pass up 
because it's 300 milligrams of caffeine. Honestly, I usually can't finish it anyway, but adding that in on top of my ketones and on top of my coffee or my cold brew that I put in my protein shakes, when I start to have one or two or three of those a few days in a row, that's a sign, Danny, like, okay, this you're going down a path. You need to tailor it back. So that's a sign that I need to bring it in. And that brings me to number three, which is the excess caffeine works alongside with the longer work hours, which means I come home later in the evening and thus skip a part of my wind down routine, which then helps me to have enough rest. You guys, I like to start winding down around 7 p.m. I like to get in bed around 8 p.m. I like to have lights out by about 9, 9.30ish so that I can get up around 5. I want to get that 7.5 to 8 hours. That does a really good job for me. So when I choose to add in um, extra work on one single day, even if it's 30 minutes or an hour, it throws off my sleep, which throws off my next day and possibly my next couple of days until I can take a weekend to do almost nothing to reboot. I know it's crazy, but like it really affects that many things. So if you're noticing that one or two extra things that you're saying yes to, even if they're small things, are really throwing your day off, that might be a sign that you need to start saying no. All right, number four, I take, or I, the sign is that I notice I start to take more sleep supplements than I like to typically, and sometimes that means adding in NyQuil, which is not ideal, but usually it is a last resort to put me to sleep if I cannot wind down fast enough and shut off my brain. So I don't recommend this. It is not even always successful, but I'm just keeping it real with you guys. If I take my melatonin, if I take my ashwagandha, if I take my Signal OS from Prove It Ketones, if I have my time um, and, and all that just doesn't seem to be working, then I'll usually go for the NyQuil. And this is not like once a week. Like usually this is every, maybe once a month. Once a month I'll start to notice that. Um, and then I kind of have to wean myself off of it. And I usually just take a, like an eighth of that little cup that the NyQuil, the liquid NyQuil comes with. So maybe for you, it's, um, oh, what's it called? Not NyQuil, it's a, uh, oh, we give it to the dog. We give it to the dog when he's afraid of thunderstorms. Uh, the thing that makes you drowsy. Come on, somebody throw me a bone here. I know y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm gonna shout it out later when it comes to mind anyway. All right, moving on. Number five, I try to wake up I noticed that I start trying to wake up around 4.30. Benadryl. It's Benadryl. <laughs> Y'all, Benadryl keeps me awake. I can't take it, but I know a lot of people do. Anyway, number five. If I start to wake up around 4.30 instead of my usual 5 or 5.30, um, it's because I start thinking, oh, I know I'm tired the night before. I know I might need to set some extra alarms to make sure that I get up in time and give myself extra time to wake up early and do my morning routine without feeling like I am rushed. And while I generally don't mind getting up at 4.30, that's only as long as I've had a full eight hours of sleep the night before and my regular wind down routine as well. So when I start cutting back on my wind down routine and the amount of sleep I'm getting because I wanna make sure I have enough time in the morning, it really throws things off. Number six. I start to get stress headaches. This signal is not a fun one. <laughs> that's, that's one of the signs where it's like, holy cow, I have to make a change almost immediately. This change happened for me later on in the week. And that's what I know. Like if you, if you don't make a change, 
fast, you're not going to make it through the day. And that's also kind of when I started noticing like, oh my God, somebody wants to go add one more thing to count to the calendar. Um, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. And it's kind of like this anxiety starts manifesting. And it's like, holy cow, I cannot handle, I'm not going to make it through the day. Well, of course I'm going to make it through the day, but that's what goes on in my head. And that's what I said out loud several times last week. Like if I think about adding one more task to my day, I'm going to lose it. So good signs. When the stress headache comes on and you feel that pressure behind your eyes, make make a change. And at that point, I I ended up leaving work early last Friday and I just sat on my couch at home watching Netflix to chill out. And y'all, that headache did not leave until Saturday evening. And all I did last Saturday was clean the house, make some food, and watch Netflix. That was it. And that's what I needed to do. I just, I wish that I had chosen to do that because I wanted to, not because I had to, you know? And, and it was a little bit of a combo, but like, you don't want to be forced to take that town downtime. You want to plan the downtime in so that it's not forced upon you. Now, last but not least, I started to notice that when my husband or my close friends wanted to grab a drink or go out to eat after work, or maybe they wanted to add in a short meeting about like an exciting new business topic, instead of feeling excited with energy to spend time with them, I was dreading that thought, like I mentioned, of putting one more task on my calendar. I like to keep a paper calendar. I like looking at it, but holy cow, when there was text in every line and 30-minute intervals from 6.30 in the morning until 6.30 or 7 o'clock at night, oh my gosh. I look at that and I'm like, how am I going to make it through the day? How am I going to be able to, like, where am I going to find the energy to do this? And that's just not the energy that I want to put out around those people that I care about. So the thought of having to switch up my focus from maybe training to nutrition or nutrition to family, it was exhausting and it shouldn't be that way. I don't want it to be that way. And it's just never good when you get home or you get to that meeting or something and you just want to zone out and you don't feel like you can contribute even though usually you would want to. Um, so that's those are those those are some seven signs that I noticed. Maybe there were a few more. And if you have signs that you notice, I want to hear about them. That way I can keep an eye out for them um, next time when this happens to me. Because you know what? I'm human and it's going to happen again. I just want to hopefully catch it even sooner next time. So I definitely don't want to end on a depressing note. These are really important signals to be aware of. If you notice them soon enough and you can schedule in that off time or make changes to your schedule, you will save yourself the time of being sick or having to cancel on clients or reschedule things that you shouldn't have put on your calendar in the first place. So I'm happy to report that I did take the above cues and made some action steps around them to shape up my energy levels. And I'm going to share with you all the action steps I took in the next episode. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast if you're not already. And take a screenshot of this episode and share it out on social media to let us know what your biggest takeaways were from today's episode. I know when I hear about other people handling burnout it gives me reasons to reassess how my business is run and how my lifestyle is going and how I can put more self-care breaks in more frequently in order to balance out my life a bit. Um, I might feel like Wonder Woman some days and I want to take on all the world's problems in my area of expertise, but I certainly cannot do that if I don't take care of me first. All right, you guys, I love you. I mean it. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye for now.